you can never trust a frown or a smile because we don't know who people really are until we get to know who people really are. And we never know what someone is going through and what someone is carrying. This is a Soulfire production. Hey, hey, welcome back to Holler at Your Dreams with me, your girl, Judy Holler. And yo, this is your safe space to age ambitiously and holler at your dreams, baby. And the only job we have around here is to be the verb, to make moves, to holler louder. So if you're new here, welcome to the show. And if you're an OG, welcome back. So I want to kick off with a couple of holler updates. What's going on with your girl? So first things first, what's exciting? Okay, so here's what's really super hype in my world right now. I have set up my first official meeting or series of meetings rather, because I'm on the hunt with my first music producer. I'm getting into the studio, baby. I'm going to make some music. We're going to lay down some holy flow. And I'm beginning that process. And, you know, the essence of this show is about being the verb, hollering at your dreams, right? Taking action every day, being in the way of where you want to go, right? And I think this is the essence of manifestation. I mean, everybody loves to talk about manifesting shit, right? But you're never going to get what you want, lighting the candles and playing with the crystals and going up into the mountains. I mean, all that is dope, but baby, you got to move. So it is so fun to be making moves on behalf of my dreams. Like I'm doing it with you. Like I have no, I have no clue what I'm doing. (laughs) Like I've never like made music or produced anything musically or went into a studio, but I'm learning and I'm putting myself out there and I'm asking for introductions and I'm making moves and I am meeting some of the the most divine and the most dope people. And I pray on it like every day. And I ask God's source universe to send me all of my creative babies, all of my creative angels, all the people that are going to make up my team and my world moving forward. And I feel like the people I'm calling in are just the right people. And I'm getting really excited about it. So I'll keep you guys posted, but like I'm getting into the studio and I'm hollering at this big dream that I'm going to have my first EP, my first extended play album. So if you don't know what an EP is, it's basically like not a full album of like 12 to, I think full albums, album drops have like 12 to 15 songs, whereas an EP is an extended play album. Look at me talking the jargon, baby. Who am I? Who am I? That's right a motivational raptress in the making. Uh, But NEP is an extended play album. So you've got like, it's not a full album, but you've got like five to six, you know, five to six, six to seven beats, pieces of music on your EP. And Queen Herbie does this all the time. A lot of motivational rappers and rappers and musicians are always dropping EPs, putting new music out. And some people are just doing single drops. Like if you're Beyonce, you're like, here's my song. (laughs) go break the internet with it. Right. But anyway, so it's, it's fun. Like I've been hollering at this big dream that I'm going to have my first EP on Spotify before I turn 50. And I'm not going to be 50 for a minute. I got like three and a half years until I turn 50. So I'm going to beat that deadline. But the point is like, I got to move. Like I'm never going to get close if I don't get moving. I'm never going to get it if I don't spit it. Right. So we have to be the verb. I need you to move. I need you to move. I need you to move. So I started moving on that. And I I share that with you because I'm hype about it and scared about it, but hype about it. And if we're afraid, remember, we're probably doing it right. 
new things are going to feel uncomfortable because they're new things. We've never done them before, but I share that with you to get you hype about making moves for yourself. Speaking of moves, I think the big second update in my hollow world is the momentum behind the other thing I'm moving on. And this is so exciting because I remember this day almost like it was yesterday in 2018 when I began sketching out and writing out and designing and intuitively sort of connecting to the outline of the book that was to become Fear is My Homeboy. It was back in 2018. And, you know, I had a lot of author friends, a lot of speaker friends, everybody's got books and they put out like, some of them now have like three books since the time I put out Fear is My Homeboy. Most of my speaker friends, most of my author friends wrote like two books during the pandemic. You know, I made a plan or I wrote a workbook and then I just spent a lot of time playing with sequin and disco balls until I could find my way back home to myself. That's a whole nother story we're going to have to unpack in the, the next book I'm going to write and in a future you know, podcast episode. But why I'm telling you this is that I just motherfucking started the outline to my next book. Like I know it's clear. And I always said, like, I was like, where's your next book? I can't believe you haven't written a next book. Oh my God. When's your next book coming? Oh, there's nothing worse than being an author and only writing one book, like all this shit people tell you, you know, but I was always like, I will know when I'm supposed to write this next book. And when I'm supposed to know, I'll know. And like, I know. I've had the hit, I've had the download and I, I, I know the direction I want to take her and I know that I want to unpack like all of it, right? And, you know, from like hotel sales to like motivational raptress, like let's unpack it, yo. And there's been so many stories since and so many seismic shifts, so many massive lessons and big changes and big lessons and big breakdowns and big learnings since Homeboy came out in 2019. So like, I want to unpack all of that. And I think a lot of you would be surprised to know what was really fucking going on in 2019 and what's really been going on with me for the past couple of years and how all of that has led to all of this. And I think so many times we sit around and we hear people sit on panels and they're like, oh yeah, you know, they're really successful and all this stuff. And they're like, well, you know, just one thing led to another and here I am. I'm like, bitch, no, I want to know what the one thing was and is that led to another. Like, how do you go from taking photos of babies to photographing, this is an example, Michelle Obama in the White House. Like this literally happened. A woman on a panel was like, you know, just one day I was like taking pictures of babies. And the next thing you know, I'm taking photos of Michelle Obama in the White House. You know, just one thing led to another. I'm like, unpack that story. Give me that story. What? So I kind of want to unpack it all. And I honestly, like, I think I need to. I think I need to, like therapeutically. Like, I need to get this out of my system. And I don't think God gave it all to me. I don't think God gave me this last name by accident. I think it's on purpose. So it's become my purpose. And I can't wait to tell that story. So I started my book outline. So guys, I'm getting into the studio. Holler. We got to be the verb. I started my book outline. Holler. We got to be the verb, right? If you want to lose weight, you got to go to the gym, right? If you want to fall in love and get into a relationship or you know, have romance in your life, you got to go on a date, right? If you want to write a book, you got to sit down and schedule time to write, right? If you want to get out of debt, you got to start saving money, right? You got to schedule time to like get your, like take a look at the big picture of your finances. Like you've got to throw momentum at anything you want. Like no one is coming. 
So these are just two things that I'm up to right now to inspire you to go get up to something. And I think the last and final holla update before I get into the story I want to tell you today is that I got something dope for you. I finally have decided to offer up a free module of speaker school because I think so many people are interested in the course and I wanted to give you a way to try the course before you buy it. So I am offering you the first module of speaker school, my course that teaches you the business of keynote speaking. So whether you want to speak full time like me or you speaking to grow your existing business, because nothing's going to grow it faster, better, stronger, and smarter and more strategically than speaking on stage, I teach everything I know. I've been doing it for 10 years. I am an active keynote speaker. I'm a booked and paid keynote speaker, right? So this is my on-demand course, Self-Paced. So I put a link in the show notes. So you can just click that link, you enter your email, and then I will send you the first module for free. You have to set up your little profile, but you'll be in the course platform. Like you're going to get the first module of speaker school and it's called Master Your Mindset. And it is probably the fan favorite in speaker school. So I just encourage you, if you've over the last year, I mean, speaker school is not even a year old. She'll be a year old in what, May. I think we released her in May of last year. So she's not even a year old. And I poured my heart into this course. So if you've been like watching me talk about it, watching the alumni come through, if you've been secretly praying on it or thinking about it, maybe this is your chance and the sign to come through and to take it in and to take it on and to get a taste for what the swagger's like inside of speaker school. And of course, DM me, email me, talk to me with any questions you have about speaker school. I want you to feel confident in this investment because I made it for you and I'm so proud of it, but I want you to feel confident in it. So I'm putting a link in the show notes. Go check it out. You can try before you buy. I am giving you the entire first module master your mindset for free, baby. So I hope to see you there, baby. Click it and you are in baby. And this is really a perfect segue into the story I'm going to tell you today. I also share the story inside speaker school. And I think that's one of the things that makes speaker school. This episode is not about speaker school. Don't worry. It's actually a big lesson about Mean Girls and like your mind, your mindset. But it's a great segue from the conversation about speaker school because I think one of the things, the many things that makes speaker school so invaluable is the stories and the failures I've had <laughs> in the field. And I've had them, baby. I've had quite a few. And I, I hope I keep failing because every time I do, I learn, I get better, I get stronger, I get smarter, I get faster. But I can save you some of that pain and that embarrassment, and I can save you some of the money I've wasted and the time I've wasted through the lessons and the stories that have like brought me to my knees and really made me check myself, okay? Okay, y'all, a quick pause right here to holler at you about something that is GMO-free, comes from plant-sourced ingredients and is sweetened with stevia. Oh, and by the way, it's gluten, dairy, and soy-free too. It's called Harmony. Harmony, baby. And who doesn't want to be in Harmony? And it's AdvoCare's latest drop, and I could not be more hype about it. So what is Harmony? It's a powdered kombucha supplement that believes in a happy, healthy belly. Harmony is one powerful product with one billion, that's right, one 
billion CFUs of probiotics, prebiotics, and postbiotics for healthy digestion. Yo, everything happens in the gut, right? So we want to make sure that we are nourishing our immune system. We're keeping it healthy, keeping it right and tight. And Harmony is a way you can do that. So guys, I put a link in the show notes for you to learn more about Harmony and all of my favorite AdvoCare products. And make sure anytime and every time you go shopping, you use the code HOLLA, H-O-L-L-A, at checkout for discounts and to support this podcast when you shop, baby. So the lesson we're going to talk about today is a story about Mean Girls. But the lesson in the story, the lesson I want to share with you today is the lesson that you can't trust a frown or a smile. Okay, so this is my RBF story, my resting bitch face story. You ready for it? Here we go. Okay, so... I would say this is mid-2019, mid to late 2019. It was before COVID. My book was out. Yes, my book was out. So this is like fall 2019, okay? And I am in a destination doing a keynote to about 1,500 people. I think this audience specifically may have been educators. It doesn't matter. But long story short, I'm doing a big keynote. And my book is out and all the things, and I'm super excited about it. And, you know... I get on stage and I begin my talk. And I don't know about y'all, anybody else that speaks or if you have to give a speech for your work or in anything, I always try to find in an audience and even in a Zoom, like the person with the vibes, the person with the feels, like the person that's like happy face and leaning in and, you know, she's giving me or he's giving me energy, right? Because it's easy to lock into the people that aren't. And then you do that and you start to like panic and think, you're trash, that everybody hates you, right? Or that what you're saying isn't landing. So I always try to, because you want to, you know, latch on to the middle of the room, the left of the room, the right of the room. You want to make eye contact with people based on the stage and the lighting and all that good stuff as much as you can. So I always do my best that I can to find people with like the vibes, the people who are like my people and they're leaning in. And I found my girls this day, okay? I was on the stage, so they were my stage left, and they were this like table of girls, and they were like loving me, okay? They were leaning in, they were hollering, they were clapping, they were taking photos, and all the fun stuff, okay? And thank God for them, because straight down dead center, straight down dead center of this ballroom was resting bitch face. I'm telling you, this woman, I'm like, she wants to murder me. No, better yet, you know what she's going to do? She's going to take my book, my hot pink book called Fear is My Homeboy that's sitting right in front of her. And she's going to take that book and like whip it at me up on stage. Like, I'm like, this woman wants to murder me. And as much as I was trying to lock eyes with my girls to the left that were like giving me the vibes and the energy, my eyes kept going to resting bitch face. And it got me so off my game. Now, the audience was none the wiser, but I was miserable. Like, I'm a pro, you know, by this time, you know, I've been speaking pro for money for about five years. So I'm pretty confident on stage, but I've really been speaking since like grade school. So I'm like a confident performer, but as like a pro keynote, I'm about five years into the game at this point. So I'm comfortable on stage and, you know, I don't think too much is going to rattle me, but this woman was rattling me and the audience may not have picked up on it, but I, I was miserable. I couldn't get off that stage fast enough. I had massive back sweat. I felt like I was rushing through stories. I just wanted to get out of her line of sight, to be frank. I wanted to get 
off of that stage and into the back of the stage and to just be done with it. Right. But I knew also when I got done with it, there was like a book signing and a meet and greet. And so I'm just like, okay, stay strong. Like finish your shit. Like don't focus on resting bitch face, but I couldn't help myself. So long story short, I got hype girls over to my left. I got resting bitch face down the middle. I end up killing it. I finish my talk, right? I do my thing. I get a standing ovation. It's awesome. But I was miserable. I couldn't get out of there fast enough. So I go backstage and I, you know, slam a drink of water and I get myself together because there's like 20 minutes of content before the event is over. And I've got to go back out into the ballroom in the main, the main general session area. And there's like a meet and greet and a book signing. And like, we're going to take selfies and sign books and do all this stuff, right? To close out the day. So I'm taking a minute and I'm just like pacing the backstage going, oh my God, like get me out of this room. That woman hates me, but also like really proud of myself for not letting it rattle me too much. So it's time for me to leave the backstage and to come back out into the ballroom to do the selfies and the meet and greet. And there's a line forming. Okay. And of course, front and center of that line are my besties that were sitting down to my left. Like they were ready to go. We were taking all the selfies, doing all the things. There's a good little line. And I see as I'm taking selfies with my besties, I see resting bitch faces in line. She is in line to get a book signed, okay, maybe, to take a selfie, maybe, or to tell me off or slap me in my face with my book, like I said, to shred me publicly. I was terrified. Like I couldn't even focus on anyone else in line. Again, just like my talk, I could not focus on anyone else in line because I was so worried about this woman coming up to me. I'm like, she hates me. Like, why is she in this fucking line? This is brutal. So I'm snapping selfies with all my besties and, you know, the girls that were giving me the good energy and we're taking pictures of the book. I'm signing all the books and I'm moving through the line. And then before you know it, resting bitch face is in front of my face. And here we are. It's the moment. What's she going to say? What's she going to do? And she does the last thing I ever expected her to do. She grabs me by both of my shoulders, looks me straight in the eyes and says, Thank you so much for your keynote today. I lost my son a year ago this week. And your speech, your reminder to face my fears and all the things I talk about in my talk. She goes, your speech today, your story, you being here reminded me that I have to stop being a victim. Like I have to be his mom instead of being the woman who lost her son. I need to be his mom again. And like, this is where I was meant to be. And she starts crying. I start crying. We're hugging. And the whole time I'm going, I cannot believe this is happening. Like I completely had this woman pinned for a major, crabby, rude Karen. And if you're listening and you're a Karen, I love you. I hate that the world has coined Karen as a bad thing, but you know what I'm saying. This, she, I, I took her as like this negative, you know, mean, resting bitch face Karen, okay? And she wasn't at all. What she was really having were really big feels. So I've officially renamed resting bitch face RBF as really big feels because we do not know what someone is going through and where someone is in life and maybe what they're carrying at any given fucking second. So we hug it out and we cry and 
to this date, that woman keeps in touch with me and I do the same and I get through the line and it was awesome. And I'm feeling so high vibe and my ego is loving all my best friends and the standing ovation. And I'm like, okay, I have turned this around, baby. We are back. So I've got my carry-on bags. I'm going from the ballroom to the airport. So I go into the bathroom to do a little restroom break. And I'm in like the, it's a huge bathroom and I'm in the handicapped stall because I got my like suitcase and stuff. But I can hear all the way down at the other end of the bathroom stalls, a group of familiar voices. They were my best friends. The girls, the hype girls from the same keynote just minutes ago, the first in line, the selfies, the love, all, all the hype I was feeling, I heard some familiar voices. And I was like, oh, these are the girls. And then before you know it, they start talking shit about me, like literally. And what I'd love to tell you right now is that I was so badass and brave. Like I'm this baller that like walks out of the bathroom stall. And I'm like, yo, the fuck you doing? <laughs> I wish I could tell you I did that. Like I was some tough, bad bitch, but I didn't. I went right back to like middle school and I picked my feet up off the bathroom floor and I like held them. Like I put them on the, like, I just sat on the toilet, picked my feet up and hid and hid. Like my abs still kind of hurt thinking about how long I sat there. They were in the bathroom for like 10 fucking minutes, just talking shit, you know, about other people, but I was a good part of the conversation. And I don't think I need to tell you what they were saying. I'm not going to give that power, but it wasn't fun to listen to. And it wasn't cool to witness, but it was also like the dopest, most empowering and incredible reminder I have been given to date in my career. And it's that you can never trust a frown or a smile because we don't know who people really are until we get to know who people really are. And we never know what someone is going through and what someone is carrying. And this reminder is also very timely and very, very important, whether you're a performer or not. And it's that you have to be your own hype person because not everybody's going to love you. And then there's going to be people that tell you they love you and they actually don't, right? So you have to love yourself. You have to be able to say to yourself, that was a solid performance, or I have a family and I have a dog, or I have a niece or a nephew or a bestie that like is going to celebrate me. And I know that when I leave this ballroom, no matter what I've encountered today or this meeting room or this conference center, no matter what I've encountered today, or no matter what's happened on this stage during my performance and the like, I know that I have people that love me, people that I can trust and people that know me for real right? Because you cannot trust a frown or a smile. The person who may have the resting bitch face might just have really big feels. And the person who could be your hype girl in the front row is talking shit about you in the bathroom. So I share that story because I think we can all use the reminder that we have to make sure that our internal barometer, our internal compass <laughs> to success feels right for us and that we have people that we've built relationships with around us that are the right people reminding us of our power and who we are. And, you know, I, I give the example all the time and I say this in speaker school even as well in the course and I say it publicly a lot. My husband is constantly telling me, I bet he has to you know, because we all dip into self-doubt and we all be, I am such a control freak and I, you know, I 
beat myself up and I, you know, self-sabotage in certain areas. And he's always saying to me, like a record on repeat, babe, just be you. Like literally just be you. Be yourself and stop worrying about all the stuff you can't control anyway. I can't control the frown. I can't control the smile, but I can control what I do with it and who I am because of it. So in that bathroom, when I finally was able to put my feet back down on the floor and they had cleared the space. And by the way, I was in the bathroom for like 35, 40 minutes because I needed to make sure they were like gone because I was so afraid that I was going to walk out of there and they were going to know I was in there and that I heard I was so embarrassed. I couldn't get out of that hotel fast enough for so many reasons. But I was like, as soon as it got done and I got myself in the Uber on the way to the airport, I just said a prayer and I said, God, thank you. Like, thank you for that lesson today. Like, thank you for that lesson today to remind me to not be so judgmental and to remind me that it's time to lay down my ego and to not allow my ego to get the better of me. Like, sit down, Judy, sit down. You can't take the smiles too seriously, but also sit down. You can't take the frown too seriously either because you just don't know. So, It's been a transformational story in my life, and I wanted to share it with you here on the podcast because it's come up recently, and every time I share it, it is a showstopper because I I can imagine you can relate, or maybe you have a presentation coming up, and it's going to happen to you in an audience, or maybe you've had a situation where you've been enveloped in love and positivity and selfies and all this stuff, but then it doesn't connect on the other side. You know, you can't trust a frown or a smile. So I wonder when have you let a a frown smack you down mentally? Because I know I have. You've just heard one of many stories and I'm continuing to learn my own lessons. When have you allowed a smile to seduce you? I can be easily seduced, right? Because I'm a lover. I love people. I love people. And I want people to love me because of course we're not sociopaths or psychopath narcissists. Of course we want to please people. But when that people pleasing changes who you are and when you start to shift your DNA to mold into other people's expectations of you and you start becoming last on your list, it becomes really dangerous. And then, you know, I think it's something for us to think about, like, where could you possibly even right now in your life be misjudging others? I get it wrong so much. I get it wrong all the time. So I'm working so hard on this every day and figured if I'm working on this, maybe you are working on it too. So today I invite you and encourage you to think twice, to trust yourself, your gut and your values over the fleeting feeling and temporary relief that judgment invokes and provides cool? RBF, really big feels. Really big feels. All right, y'all. Let me know what you think about this story. Hit me up. Hello at judyholler.com. DM me on the Instagram. And I can't wait to see you in two weeks, baby. In the meantime, you know what to do. Keep hollering at your dreams. Let's go. Be the verb. Let's go. Verb's the word. Let's go. Okay, guys. See you next, well, two weeks. Mwah.